My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Amar Vital. He is a motivational speaker and author, and also the coach hello amar how are you how are you doing today thank you well thank you for having me on all right so let's start a conversation with diving into your story to becoming the person you are today so what led you to discover your true passion in life how did it start for you well um First, I'll say it started with the fact that, you know, I'm just a guy with a pen in his hand. Um, I think I learned to walk and I had a pen and pad soon after. Uh, I've been writing since the age of 10. Uh, I wrote my book, first book at 10 or 11 years old. Um, always been in journalism and things of that nature. So I've always been a core. No, you know, before all of the things you see online on my website, I was just a guy who loved to write. I went through journalism through high school, editor of my newspaper, went through majoring in journalism in college while playing football, and it just, it carried on. I learned how to do photography along the way, and then I graduated and did what? Went to work at a community newspaper covering sports and news in uh, Northwest Houston area, and then somewhere along the way, I just decided that, hey, you know, I I wanted to change course and go into... um, going to a little bit more deeper into sports. So that's when I started doing work with Fox and uh, scout.com and rivals and different organizations like that. And so I started getting in front of the camera as opposed to just always being a writer. And of course the the beautiful day happened, um, you know, in 2011 when, um, when my father had uh, passed or whatever. And that was around the time when I was writing Awaken the Baller Within. And that book had just come out and I was supposed to meet up with him obviously that weekend and he died before then. And so here it is, I have a book and what do you do with a book? You know, it's like, I want to sell it. And so someone's like, you know, the way you sell a book is to go speak on it. I was like, oh, okay, if that's the plan, let me go, you know, find a couple of places to go speak. And so I remember my first, uh, my first gig was a coach who bought 80 copies of my book for his football team. And I did my first keynote in front of him and I was just wild. I was all over the place. I probably didn't have much structure to it, but it led me to where I am now. And of course, now I've been to four or five countries and spoken and it's just been, it's been a great, it's been a great run, but all of it started from just having a pen and pad in my hand. Wow. Yeah. And it's been a long journey for you. And like you said, it started with you working, uh, started writing first and then being uh, in the football like exercising with the team, um, and then you will you found your way uh, as being a coach as well. So you kind of learn what kind of um, I would say type of habits that uh, athletes would uh, 
you know, I use on a daily basis to become better performance. And uh, as along the way, uh, you kind of gathered that information and you found that for, uh, for others to share, there is some type of patterns or something similar in those uh, athletes that they've been using that brought them to the place where they, they could perform at their best. Uh, so if we can dive into more of, uh, you know, like top, um, I would say, habits that people could start doing on a daily basis to set their mindset for success, what would you advise them to start with? Uh, I would say, let's pick like top three that come to your mind and you would explain why they're important and um, how it's going to help people, you know, in the long term. Yes. And I would, I would say I probably would go somewhere a mixture between obviously my first book and my most current book. And I would say the first thing you need to do is, you know, evaluate where you are, right? Like self-awareness is a huge, is a huge thing that, that we need to embrace as, as, as people, as a society, like, Look around at your current situation. You know, uh, Napoleon Hill would call it taking personal inventory. I use that as well uh, many times. Like, just assess. Like, look around. Look at all areas of your life. Look at your, you know, spiritual, financial, emotional, financial. It just start looking professional. Like, look at your whole totality of your life. What, what you do from when you start to when you go to bed at night. What are the actions you're taking, and just see where things are. Do a, do a, do a tech. Do a check. Where, where are we and where are we trying to go? So first and foremost, you need to, need to see where you are. And then if it's not what you want, then hey, why don't we decide what do we want? You know, a lot of times it's like, you know, you know, people come to you and say, hey, man, I want to make more money. And I flip them a penny because you haven't defined what, what more is. And so we need to decide where we need to reflect and decide where we are and where we're wanting to go. And then, of course, now you have to put some legs under it and say, what's the plan? How do we get there? Right. It's, it's looking around at what what's the best course from point A to point B. And obviously this is where the possible and probable comes in. And a lot of people, if you get a little too idealistic, sometimes you'll be stuck in a rut because, you know, I'm not saying people shouldn't set big goals. I want you to set big goals. However, currently where you're like my, my goal, I, I've always wanted to be an astronaut. I want to go into space. Possible, not probable. There's a lot of things that need to happen before I'm going to get into a space with all of this, all of the courses it would take to do that. Meaning the trade-off doesn't match up with what I want to do. So let's let's get between possible and probable. And then that's when you start putting your plans together about a course of action that's going to get you started. And of course, I'll say the 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 third and final point would be to pursue whatever that is with a relentless pursuit. I'm talking burn the ships get after it, put it on paper and decide this is what I'm going to do. And it's almost like you have to put the or else in front of this, meaning I will do this or else, right? Because you don't want to give yourself too many backup plans, too many alternatives or whatever, because that just gives you uh, an open door to, I don't want to say failure, to more so quitting on the idea of what you are trying to do. So I would say that that would be the, the things that I would start off with uh, as far as people, you know, reflecting and deciding, you know, putting together a plan for it and pursuing it with every every fiber of your being to push forward and make something happen. 
Right. I think a lot of times people don't know what they want. So first, like they need to figure out what exactly do they want and be specific. And like you said, uh, knowing that uh, it's not just something like you said, like astronaut, but some type of, um, I would say, goal that, you know, you can achieve. And uh, again, it takes some, uh, first of all, it takes a decision you have to say to yourself, you have to be honest with yourself, if that's what you want, um, are you ready to do whatever it takes to get there? If the answer is yes, then those are the steps to, uh, you know, you have to take to get where you want, but you have to be consistent, you have to be all in, you don't have to be distracted from where you're going because nowadays with you know a lot of technology social media people are distracted and uh, they don't know what they should focus on right and they lose their focus along the way and and then they wonder why they're not achieving what they want so uh we need to be mindful of what matters and how to get there and there are practices that helps us to kind of be present and always uh, see that goal, you know, in front of us and try to, you know, not to uh, go from our way, but just following that path. And a lot of times people, I think everybody needs a mentor or like a coach, somebody who's been there who knows the way and who can guide you, who can help you achieve what you want. What, what are your thoughts on that? You're absolutely correct. Um, we don't do anything alone. Um, I know this new kind of societal movement, you know, it's all me. I did this on my own. I'm a one man show. I'm a, I'm a woman boss doing it on my own and I can do, I can do all these things. It's like, no, everyone needs, we need community. Um, no one does this alone. And yes, not only would I say you need a mentor, um, I think you need a counselor. Um, I, I've been I've been really working through this new thing with a lot of uh, the people I work with down here. You need three trusted people minimum in your life who can guide you through the through the path of life professionally, spiritually, and, and you know physically. So it's like you need you need a council of righteous people around you. So like you need what I like to call an accountability ally, someone who at the beginning of the year, you lay out all your goals and say, hey, this is what I want to do. You know, all seven areas, however many goals you have, you know, I try to say, keep it. I do a, uh, I do a top seven, big three with mine. So that comes out to 21. So, you know, you got your physical, mental, spiritual, financial, professional, and it's like you put three goals for each of them. And so you turn that over to an accountability ally and you have a conversation. Now, choosing an accountability ally is important and I would say there's a little bit of criteria you need to do when it has this. You need someone who loves and cares for you, but doesn't idolize you. And what I mean by that is like, they love you enough to tell you the truth. Like not somebody who's like a fan of yours, someone who's a trusted advisor, someone who can pull you aside and say, hey, you're not getting this done in the right way. Because if they're too much of a, if they like you too much, they won't tell you the truth when, it's, when you really need it. And so an accountability ally holds all the stuff and holds you accountable, holds you accountable saying like, hey, where, you know, where are we on, on, on your, on your physical goals? Where are we financially? You know, where, where, 
you know, you said you were going to pursue uh, writing this book. What chapter are we on? Where are we in the process? Are we in the editing process? Whatever that goal is, the accountability ally can, can keep those things together. And your other two people are just trusted people who can just help you with life. Uh, maybe it's somebody from a profession you're looking to pursue. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a pastor or a deacon or someone at your church who, you know, someone you can connect with when life gets stressful and you need some prayer or you need some, someone to connect and guide you through things. But I would say three people minimum you need in your life. And technically, you want someone who's older than you, right? If you're in your 20s, you want someone who's at least 35. If you're in your 30s, you want someone in their 40s or 50s, right? You want a counselor. Now, if they're a, a leader in your industry, then maybe you can play around with that age a little bit more. However, you need someone, you need people who are smarter than you, right? Like, that's the main thing. It's like, it, why you don't not so much you don't want to be around people who are your equals, but when it comes to get advising, you want someone who's who's blazed the trail where you've not been before, and so you need someone who's been in the trenches, have done the work, has is extremely successful, and can help you through this thing. And and obviously, this is many areas of life. Like I said, you want someone to be able to take care of all. That's why you need a group because everyone's going to have a different specialty. Like for me, I have someone who helps me with my business side of things. I have someone who helps me with spiritual, but also can dip in the business. I have someone who can help me put together my contracts uh, to be able to put some things together. I have someone who helps me uh, with my with my physical fitness uh, from a personal trainer standpoint. Even though I train myself, you know, I a trainer has a trainer. Shocker, life coaches have coaches, and so that's how this works. But you need a council of people around you because no one does life alone. You need community. You need People need people and you need to be able to be a, a, a willing participant and, and, and seek the counsel needed to be able to, to do life at every level. And I just don't think anyone's going to be successful without putting together a group of solid, you know, godly, righteous, you know, good hearted people around them at all times. Yeah, that's true. For some reason, some people feel intimidated to find somebody who's smarter than them and ask for advice, or they feel like it's a sign of weakness to ask for help, which is the other way around. That's where you find strength when you are willing to uh, surround yourself with somebody who is more successful, smarter in some type of areas that you want to improve on. And that's where you'll find that advice and that uh, guidance that you need to get where you want. So uh, also, I know that uh, you mentioned in, um, in, in your talks, I watched like the YouTube video that you mm -hmm. said that everybody has a blueprint in them, right? So we are all born to be you know, successful, we are born to be great. But for some reason, we kind of like um, minimizing our abilities or skills, and we feel we're not worthy of something. Or, you know, that person has, you know, some special skills that I don't have. We always compare ourselves. We are competitive in nature, but at the same time, to the point where it stops us to do anything. And we don't even try. So, uh, what would uh, what would you tell people like to encourage them to know that they can do it? So every one of us can achieve our goals. But again, like it's could be specific 
to what are you good at? So what is your talent? What are your gifts? It's very unique to you. So uh, with you comparing yourself to others, you can uh, um, you you cannot do it um, at the same level because that person could be good at something else, not necessarily what you good at. But it doesn't mean that you know you you're not capable. So, what would you say to people to uh, kind of understand that uh, they have that power within themselves? First and foremost, I would I would tell them to just take a little bit of time to sit with yourself and develop some gratitude and humility. Um, this is not about you. And, and the idea that you feel like, obviously there's, like you said, you're a genius at something. You just haven't, maybe haven't figured out what that is. But the bottom line is, is that that's what, you know, we were created to be. We are created to, once again, be in community and seek out those who can bring us together. Why, why do corporations have board of directors? Why do nonprofits have, have, have a board? Because you're bringing multiple minds together. It's like a mastermind session because we know that we need different types of talents, different types of industries to be able to do things. You know, get over yourself. Like asking for help is one of the greatest things you could ever do. I mean, there's, <laughs> I, I'm around a lot of young people, um, you know, obviously through the church or whatever. I'll go to some of them and be like, hey, um, this little social media switch, what, what does this mean? Because they came up, they've been working with that switch since they were like five years old. And I started at what, 30, right? So they, they're a gene, they, they know more about that and they can help raise my profile with that. Or better yet, why don't I hire them to be able to take care of some things for me? To ask someone is, um, is, is, is one of the greatest things you can ever do. Um, and one of the worst things you could ever do is compare yourself to somebody because they're not you. Right, you bring a certain set of skills, right? Someone asked me recently, like, what, um, what, what would you, what in your life do you regret? And I said nothing, because I needed all of what I've been through to create the person who's sitting on this podcast with you. Mm -hmm. Like, had some things not happened ten years ago, I might not have developed the mental muscles to be able to be um, on a podcast, like intern. Like, I mean, this is, this, is, this is all part of a larger thing. And so when we step out of ourselves and live with more gratitude and humility, then we go to people as, as a willing vessel and say, hey, you know, pour into me, what, what, what information do you have that can help me be better? Because you know what's going to happen when you, when you approach life like that, you realize you're that person for somebody else. And that's how we all live together and how we all grow together and how we all win together. We all need each other because everyone has a different set of skills. I mean, I know I said three earlier, but like, I'm probably going to up that to five here pretty soon because, the, you know, the business is expanding and I, I, I need different types of people to do things. I need more tech people, right? I need more marketing people. I need different types of services out here to be able to make this thing happen because I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to certain things. And it's okay to say, hey, I'm a little lost here. Can someone help me on the right path? You know, trying to figure things out on your own is going to, you know, put you in some really rough spots. So swallow it, take a deep breath and ask for some help. 
because we need it. <laughs> oh, definitely. And uh, we also have to realize that uh, we should seek for building relationship with others. And uh, that type of uh, exchange that we're doing, it's kind of like it's necessary for our mutual growth together, right? And um, every one of us is worthy just being here, just, you know, being alive. And we all have some purpose to serve and we supposed to work together and help each other and, um, you know, find a way to interact, but not, uh, like you said, if you, competing and looking for something that somebody else is uh, somebody else has but you don't have and you kind of start feeling jealous or some type of negative emotion that is actually not what will serve you so you should get over that and start looking for what other people have just focus on what you want what is that you de your desire your passion is and try to uh, find a, a team of people that will help you to achieve that goal that's the most important thing and again with gratitude um, being appreciating what you have right now okay maybe you don't have everything that you want yet but with what you have now with what's available to you you can achieve and get where you want so you have to appreciate what you have today here right now and try to be present because in the present moment that's where your power is that's where you can change things that's where you know where you should go and um uh, like you said, being humble and that humility, that willingness to ask for help, that's what will get you to that next level as well. So we have to be all mindful and know that we are here together and uh, we help each other. Uh, but, um, you know, some people just, I guess, they being stuck in that negative um thinking cycle sometimes and it's hard for them to kind of break that pattern you know like they feeling stress anxious or depressed could be anything that you know prevents them from um from having that mindset to like look into the future sometimes they feel like they so lost that they don't know what to do so um I feel like some kind of mindful technique, like let's say meditation, it could help sometimes to bring themselves to the present and to realize that everything that you want is here. Uh, do you have any advice on how uh, we can achieve that, uh, you know, mindfulness, like in the present moment, anything that you do for yourself, let's say? So, uh Yes, I do. I have a I have a morning ritual I do every morning that I've adopted. Of course, the first thing I do is make up my bed as soon as I wake up, you know, whenever that happens. I mean, sometimes sometimes waking up is not as easy on some days as others, but the first thing I do every morning, like clockwork, is make up my bed. The first thing I pull out is my Bible, and the second thing I pull out is my men's devotional. I have a 365-day men's devotional that I read every morning. It's got a little excerpt, has a scripture in it, and so I read the devotional. I read my script. Uh, read my. I read my Bible from the scriptures from the devotional, and then I go into prayer. I pray for obviously everything. You know, like hey, you know that I go into gratitude first and foremost. Like thank you 
Thank you for the present moment. Thank you for my next breath. And of course, then I'm, I'm grateful for the, what the word spoke to me in my devotional at that time. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my church family. I'm thankful for my clients. I'm thankful for, for my coworkers. And so I pray for all of them as well. And then of course I close out with saying, you know, thank you for life. Thank you for the word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for like protecting my home, protecting everything about me. Everything good I have is from you. And then I close out. That is what I do every morning. The first 15 to 20 minutes belong to God. That's my practice every morning. And running late doesn't matter because to me, without that, there's no purpose to life. Life, life comes from our creator. And I want to be grateful for that every morning, which is why I stress gratitude so much. But gratitude comes from your father. That's number one, but before anything starts. So if if someone doesn't have a practice to where they're showing gratitude, they're grateful for the breath that they have, the life that they have, regardless of how rough it is. If you're not grateful for that, you can't be given more. More is not coming to you if you won't be grateful for where you are currently. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no other way, you know, People can try to skirt around this all they want. The bottom line is, if you don't wake up in gratitude, in prayer, in connecting with God in, in, in whatever way you see fit, it can be through worship, it can be through, you know, through praise. I would choose your choose that. But the bottom line is, is that that gratitude, that that humility, that thankfulness must happen on a daily basis every morning. Otherwise, you're just running through life like a boat without it without a rudder without a without an oar without without any way to control yourself and that's the reason why a lot of people are stressed out right now because there's nothing there's nothing bringing them to the reality that like hey this life is not about me this is bigger than me this 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 whole thing use me right you know people are like well what what do i need to do you know, and this may be diverting a little bit off of your question of the, of the practice but it's very important yeah. anyone out there who does not have a service-oriented heart is not going to be successful if you don't have a service first heart in mind you will not be successful you you mentioned something earlier you said you said when you're talking about what do people have and that's absolutely great when it comes to connecting with other people but also what do people need what do they need? What do they need that you can provide? Because everybody has something, you know, regardless of how you want to look at the tithing, but the either way is the best of you is supposed to be given away. Mm -hmm. The best of you is supposed to be given away because this is not about you. This is about a higher purpose, a higher calling, a higher need, a higher level of service. And so when you have a service-driven heart, that's the start of being extremely successful. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And I feel like uh, a lot of people don't understand that we are here for a greater purpose to serve others in some kind of way that, uh, you know, again, it could be specific to your uh, personal unique talents and gifts that you were given, uh, when you were created, right? But then also with that, 
mindset, I would, yeah, I usually say it's like um, uh, generosity mindset. We yeah. also have to uh, always seek different opportunities, how we can be generous. It could be in different ways, not just giving away money, but helping with advice, like investing time in somebody, or let's say some kind of act of uh, kindness that you can do on a daily basis something small you think it's small but it could be you know something very important for that person and it could change that person's life you don't know right but maybe you're here for a reason to be that messenger let's say uh, so through you through your acts that's how you impact others and that should be the focus for everybody to find that sweet spot for themselves where they could be their authentic selves but also uh, find a way to uh, impact others through their you know different acts that they're doing and uh, maybe their career or some kind of uh, opportunities that uh, will come to you again like once you start going to that direction you will see that you will get in support and you know different people that you meet different opportunities and it's just uh, naturally come your way and it's for a reason you have to embrace them you have to be ready to give and to be that person um, with that generous mindset who uh, who want to help people who again like and it, it's gonna come back to you it could come in a different way but it's not like something that would never been um you know accounted for so it, it always uh comes back it usually comes back like triple than what you give so you don't realize how important that is sometimes people say but i don't have anything to give but that's not true you always have something right and like i said it, it hasn't have to be like you know monetary services but something else but again we always can find something to give others and i think that's important and um uh thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and wisdom it was a pleasure talking to you and uh if anything you want to say in closing for our listeners My father shares, shared with me a quote when I was a very young boy, and I've never forgotten it. And I'll leave your audience with this. Live the best life you can, then give it all away. Live the best life you can, then give it all away. We are called here to serve. We are called here to give. We are called here to give. We're called here to be everything we can in assisting others and serving others. And when we lead with that, life is so much more fulfilling. And I think that that would be something that someone out there can definitely grasp and be able to use in their own personal lives. Yeah, that's beautiful. And uh, I want our listeners to think about it and really uh, understand the meaning behind the words and that's what will make a difference in their life and I hope um, yeah it will give them that insight and thank you so much and it was a pleasure talking to you I hope you enjoy your day thank you thank you for having me on bye
you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow my show and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned.